Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Let's Talk Community with TLC Caregivers. Brought to you by TLC Caregivers. Welcome to today's show, Let's Talk Community with TLC Caregivers. I'm Kenny Holt from TLC Caregivers. We provide dependable caregivers for any age, birth to geriatric in their own living environment, children, adults with or without disabilities, empowering them with their abilities. We care for elderly persons and we provide relief of family caregivers. Again, TLC Caregivers serves all generations as needed. We are the area's oldest non-medical provider of services in the community, having been established right here in Pensacola in 1989. We provide services such as companion, respite, homemaking, transportation. We cook, we clean, we assist with bathing, we run errands, whatever the non-medical need is. TLC Caregivers, we do more than you might think. I want to welcome two guests today. We've got Alan Woods, which I'll talk a little bit more about and introduce you later. Welcome, Alan. Thank you. And Keith Hofford is joining us from Pensacola Business Radio. Thank you, Keith. Thanks. And we have a very broad topic today aging opportunities in our community. And we're going to talk about everything from those people that are independent, living in their own home, in the community, to someone who needs some form of assisted living. And right off the bat, I want to talk about some of the things that people can do in our community if they're able to transport themselves or have someone that transports them to those activities. People can keep involved and remain in their safe environment if they have food assistance and safe housing, of course. People that want to remain active in the community can do things like volunteer with their church. We have councils on aging both in Escambia, Santa Rosa with the Council on Aging of West Florida and then in Okaloosa, Walton with Walton, Okaloosa Council on Aging. They could volunteer with the United Way of Escambia County, the United Way of Santa Rosa, and then the United Way of Okaloosa Walton. So there's a lot of opportunities for people to remain involved. Uh, Among other things, we have senior centers that are county-owned, city-owned, and privately owned that uh, agencies such as the Council on Aging provide a noontime meal Monday through Friday and the activities that go along with that. And a lot of times when they're Getting that lunch meal, even more importantly, is the socialization with other people. So it's very important that people remain involved. And they can do that with anything that they're passionate about. Volunteer with that group or even part-time employment. Uh, I know several that have retired and still work with something that they're passionate about because they want to further that along in our community. The University of West Florida, we're blessed to have in our community, and they have leisure learning programs, as does Pensacola State Continued Learning. Now, if somebody's not able to stay in their own home without assistance, they would have to have some form of assistance come in and help them, whether that's their family, a friend, or agencies such as TLC caregivers. And we can talk about that. But there's also another facet in our community that if people are not able to remain in their own home, independent living, assisted living, and nursing home. And that's where we've invited Alan Woods to come join us. And again, Alan, welcome. Thank you. A little bit about Alan. 
He's a Florida licensed nursing home administrator and executive director of both assisted living and memory care communities. Alan is passionate about providing excellent quality care for our seniors. And it's not just seniors anymore. There are disabled adults that live in nursing homes. And he dedicates his leadership, team building, and marketing skills to assist transitional communities in restructuring, rebuilding, and rebranding. And I found this interesting in Alan's bio, and I do want to talk about it today. He is the vice president of the Escarosa Beekeepers Association. Yes. And part of the University of Florida's Master Beekeeper Program. And you didn't bring any honey? You know, I did. As a <laughs> did you? Uh, yeah, I bet you got a little stash in the car. Don't you? <laughs> I did. <laughs> he is also the president of Loving Hands Incorporated, a 501c nonprofit faith based organization that's dedicated to helping families with children with gifts during the holidays. He is a member of both the Pensacola Chamber and the Gulf Breeze Chamber and has served on the Pensacola Area Chamber of Commerce Seniors Committee. So you yourself are rather busy in our community. Like I a busy bee? Yes. Yeah. Was, Sorry. Oh, no pun <laughs> intended. Wide open. No pun intended. <laughs> <Just buzzing> around. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit. Um, we all want to remain in our own home. Yes. I think that's the goal. I don't think anybody has a goal to live somewhere else other than where they want to. You're correct. And I want to state up front that we are not bad-mouthing any kind of assisted living as there are people that need that level of care. So I want to get that out up front. I don't want people to think that we think that's a bad choice. It's not. For some people, that's necessary. But there are different levels. And those levels are independent, which means that whether it's their own home or it's a community where it has been built for people to come live, but an independent living facility has no medical staff there. Right. But it is a formal way of living as opposed to living at home. Then there's assisted living, which is an ALF, assisted living facility, and we'll probably refer to it today as ALF where it's a housing facility for people with disabilities that can no longer remain at home or they choose to no longer remain at home because they can go to an ALF in that level, provide supervision and assistance with activities of daily living, coordination of services, and there are medical staff available. Yes. And then we have nursing home care. And a nursing home care requires a skilled nursing level of care need. Mm -hmm. So somebody that just chooses to no longer live at their home cannot just automatically go to a nursing home. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Alan, if you will talk about the differences in those and we'll okay. just go from there. Well, um, like you said, Kenny, everybody wants to stay at home. You really don't want, you don't wake up one day and say, Hey, I want to move to assisted living. Typically, uh, most of the time, what I see is um, there's a myth, if you will, that assisted living is kind of like a nursing home. But now it's not. It's actually they provide a lot of activities, uh, a lot of involvement in the community. And, um, you know, you, you can really have fun there. Um, the burden of cooking, cleaning, uh, grocery shopping, calling the maintenance, you know, trying to get somebody to fix your ceiling fan. Uh, the yard guy doesn't show up, things like that. You don't, they, all those burdens 
are removed. So the burden of home ownership is removed from you. And um, it just really makes life a lot more carefree. So uh, independent living, well, like you said, it doesn't um, uh, provide medical services, which is uh, typically uh, the next step. Now I have seen, and I've had a lot of um, residents that just want to start at assisted living. They are so nice now, Kenny, that um, you just want to move in. They assisted living is basically where I've been, uh, other than nursing homes and assisted living provides. Um, you know, they cook for you. Uh, they come and clean for you, empty your trash. You just really um, don't. There's not much you have to do. You know, you can have fun. You can go to the community-based activities. Um, you know, bridge club, whatever you want to do, you can do. And then nursing home, and I've been there, uh, higher acuity, you know, uh, usually your doctor recommends that you go to a nursing home, um, and you really have some medical problems. And typically you're there for, you know, a certain amount of days or time, and then you'll move back to your assisted living or independent living or even home where, uh, you know, TLC can step back in and start helping you with, um, Every day, and and that's a good point. Uh, TLC caregivers has contracts with several assisted living facilities here locally and independent living, where we are their backup for caregivers, and we work in those facilities as well as families have hired us uh, to provide additional care in assisted living and nursing homes. So it's still an option uh, for that additional care. But you touched on something with assisted living that I think is very important. If somebody chooses to go to a assisted living or even if they just they need that now, that level of care, the activities, and I know that's true with nursing home as well, the activities that are available, the uh, companionship, the interaction, someone to cook for you. <laughs> Hey, Amen um, to that one. Yeah, <laughs> um, and shop. Yeah, both of both of those. Well, um, Kenny, now I, I have a uh, I've had a lot of residents that are coming from home. You know, they like I said, they the burden of home ownership is just too much for them. Um, they really want to free their time up where they can still be involved in the community, and their TLC caregiver will come with them to and. It's ALF, it's assisted living facilities. I call them communities. They're assisted living communities. Um, the, the TLC caregiver will come with them to the community because they still want that companionship. They built a relationship with you. Uh, they really feel like, um, you know, you're part of the family and, uh, they, you know, they just want that security a lot of times of knowing that you're there and it's extended service of what the ALF staff can provide because they're not going to have a one-on-one availability with their staff. So if someone wanted to continue that or even initially contract while someone's there, that is an option that they can privately pay for. So I'm going to hire TLC and go live at Kenny's house. Because yes. it's a really Woo-hoo. cool house, right? <laughs> yeah. But one of the things that I've noticed, and, and I speak just from the experience of uh, moving my grandparents into assisted living community, and that's exactly what they called it um, in the last year and a half. One of the things that I was really amazed by, and you've said it here today, is the activities. Like, the, like they have more planned in their day than I do, Yes. right? And yeah. 
I think that was a, a, it may still be, but that was always a big stigma. Anytime you had living or home after, you know, mm-hmm. some form of medical term or, or elder care or whatever, people, and I know myself included, got that, you get that really just bad stigma, you know, oh, mm-hmm. it's going to smell, it's going to be dirty, there's just, they're laying in bed and watching TV, nobody's having fun. And, uh, to, to, um, go up there and we were packing up all my grandparents stuff and actually taking some of it over there. And when I walked in and there was pool tables, everybody was dancing. They were doing bingo. They were, they had lunch cooked for them, which actually was really good, you know, and Happy uh, hour on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I was, I was absolutely blown away the way that, uh, this, this, I don't even know industry has progressed mm-hmm. into really making it a healthy lifestyle for people. And yeah. we are truly blessed in the Pensacola area with quality independent living, assisted living, and nursing homes. I mean, we have top-notch. And the other thing I think we need to point out, just because those activities are available, no one's forced to do them. No. Um, obviously, they need to eat, so there would be someone following up with them, okay, yeah, I haven't seen you today, and yes. you need to eat something. But other than that, it's, it's a choice of activities right there mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. facility, at your home, because that does become your home. Kind of made hanging out at grandma's house kind of cool again, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like you that. Go over and visit. I yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I like that. Well, and that's a good point. Uh, you know, there used to be a stigma, you know, and, and a lot of times the families feel really guilty when they're working with their yeah. loved one. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm dropping you off and putting you in a place or, mm-hmm. or putting you somewhere. That's not what it's like anymore. It's very active. It's very upbeat. It's, um, you know, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And you, plus you get the feeling of security because there's sure. always somebody there 24 seven. Yep. And, um, the activities, they do more in a day than we, they yeah. wear us out. You know? I, I specifically went through exactly that. Now this is up in Pennsylvania and, and my aunt, God bless her, cause she's been taking care of our grandparents for, for a very long time. But even I still, I had that, you know, we're packing up my family history basically. And, and so you kind of get that feeling, but yeah, the second we walked into that place, I was like, Oh man, they got it easy, yeah. you know? And so that fell away. And again, I, I was really impressed with how, um, how that industry has progressed. They have a lot of fun. Um, the, you know, the loved one does not have to feel guilty. You're mm-hmm. not, leaving them somewhere. Well, and it's important that we emphasize, too, one of the things that we've already talked about, TLC caregivers can provide up to 24 hours per day. We made the comment that someone is at the facility for you 24 hours a day. TLC can do that for you at home. However, we are non-medical, and when someone gets to the level that they need more hands-on with total lifting and some medical needs, it's maybe time. I won't say it is time because that's a conversation that families need to have of what options are available. One of the things that I want to bring out too, uh, Alan, you and I were talking about earlier, a person with Alzheimer's or some form of dementia needs some kind of safe environment to live in where they can't just walk away, whether that is established by the family at home with family caregivers or private paid caregivers such as TLC caregivers. And in both assisted living and nursing home, they have memory care units. And let's talk a little bit more about who qualifies for assisted living and who qualifies for nursing home because those are different levels of care. So um, good, good question. The assisted living and memory care kind of grouped together. 
Um, and a lot of times when, you know, families, loved ones come in, just because you can't remember where you laid your keys doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to be right. a memory. Right. Okay. Just, <laughs> I remind um, my mom that every day. <laughs> right. Um, I remind myself of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you did it before we got here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, assisted living, uh, you know, there are, there is a memory care area. A lot of times it's, um, I, I don't like to call it locked, but it is secured. Um, uh, limited access is what I like to call it. So it is limited access, but, uh, typically even if you have, uh, you know, quite a bit of memory issues, you don't necessarily have to be in memory care. Mm-hmm. Okay. So assisted living, you can cover both of those areas and, and feel good, feel safe for your loved one. Um, again, nursing home. Well, let me back up assisted living in, in most or many cases is private pay, uh, nursing home is uh typically a lot of times uh medicaid will pay for it uh they have it's higher acuity where you have uh really some health issues Mm -hmm. and uh really later stages maybe alzheimer's with health issues Mm -hmm. um and then uh, i have had folks pay for uh nursing home private pay and it's a lot of times uh very expensive double what you know, assisted living is. So, you know, you keep that in mind when you are looking around. And one of the things, um, and I don't know if I've already said it in this show, a lot of times families will say, well, I need to go to a nursing home. And that's just the standard term. Mm -hmm. And it may not be that you need that level of care because that's in the most extreme cases. Like you were saying, uh, there's more medical need. So people can go to independent living or assisted living without a medical need. Right. They can just have a desire to go there. There are some limitations with ALF. Yes. Um, and I do know that hospice can be involved with people with uh, medical needs at the end of life and remain in assisted living. And you were telling me earlier, extended congregate care, ECC, people with other medical needs, not necessarily at the end of life, but if a facility has that ECC license, they can also remain at, a, at an ALF, an assisted living. Yes. So uh, assisted living slash memory care uh, communities, there are three levels of uh, licensure. Okay. There's a standard license, a limited nursing license, and an extended congregate care ECC license. And the, each level, as it goes up, you can admit or, or keep uh, residents that have higher acuity. And then uh, you wouldn't be able to admit someone with a stage three wound or a um, feeding tube, for instance. However, hospice, okay, and hospice is awesome. Uh, I talked to everybody about hospice um, when they initially even move in because hospice is entirely changed just like assisted living has. But hospice comes in, they cover, um, I say, a multitude of sin, okay? They, you, even though it's a standard license and you have high acuity, if you go on hospice, you can stay in your home, and that's what your assisted living becomes. It becomes your home. Yeah. That's where you live. That's where all your friends are. You've built relationships. You can hang pictures on the wall. You can yeah. hang pictures. Yeah, you can You know, put a wreath on the door. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, uh, yeah, that was the other thing I noticed, too. Every every door was different. Everybody had a little stoop out front where you could decorate and all that. So it really was like it's like an indoor apartment complex. 
It is. It's kind of what it, it was. It's exactly. That's what I tell everybody. It's a apartment complex turned inside <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. It, yeah. With know. really cool game rooms. <laughs> yeah. And huge TVs. Yeah. And, you know. So, um, you know, that, because you really, you want, when you move, uh, you don't want to move again. Okay. You, when you leave your home, you want to go somewhere and you want to stay there. And, and hospice helps you with that. Uh, and again, the TLC can be there with you the entire time. Those are great points. What are some of the thoughts that you have for families and individuals considering what they should do? I think the term that you use, when do I know that I or my loved one is ready to make this move? Well, there are, there's the best case scenario where your loved one says, Hey, I'm, I'm ready. And, you know, maybe like I said, they don't like the shop, the yard guy's not showing up. Somebody just told them it costs $500 to fix their ceiling fan that they paid $150 for in the first place. And, you know, they, they just know that it's, they can't handle all that. Or, uh, and we talked about this, Kenny, the holidays are coming up. Uh, maybe your loved one comes home and, you know, uh, and they haven't seen them for a while, haven't seen them for a while. And mom or dad or sister, whoever, whoever it is, is sitting there staring at the TV. They've lost mm-hmm. weight. They, you know, they may have some paranoia. I, I see that a lot. Or the house is disheveled. It's a mess. And they used to be immaculate. Yeah. Uh, all of the above. And so then you're in a situation where you have to make that decision. Yeah, the, and that's a the tough, subject has to be brought up. Yeah. And, and that decision can be made to remain at home. Yeah. But you have to have those support systems in place. Yes. And that would be family, friends, hiring companies such as TLC caregivers, some kind of network there to support. And you'd have to identify a caregiver that's going to be responsible for all of that if they're going to remain at home. And we talked a little bit about this. It's a something worth bringing up. I have had a, a lot of family come to me and well, I, they are what I call sick and tired. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they have been trying to take care of their loved one mm-hmm. and they are, as they say in the South war slap out. <laughs> they just can't do yeah. it anymore. And the other, um, unfortunate, um, scenario is it's really, um, difficult to be a caregiver and a loved one, a sister, brother, you know, whatever it is, it, it's hard to switch those roles. Sure. And so, Again, I, you know, TLC is awesome because you come along, you do the caregiving and, you know, the daughter has an opportunity to be a daughter yeah. or the son yeah. has an opportunity to be a son. Or take a break and go do something that yeah. they enjoy or need to do. They can leave the house and not feel like. Or take a nap that they're not happen. normally able to do. Yeah. I always love that one. Yeah. Um, it allows that caregiver to do whatever they want to. Yeah. Uh, and that could be from taking a nap, going to the beach, going to the movies, going to a doctor, going shopping, whatever it is, like you said, to get out of the house or to go to a different part of the house. And one of the things that I love that Lou always says, it allows family to be that family, whether it's a daughter, a son, a sister, a brother, or a friend. Yeah. And you have to have that in your life. You'll, 
it's just very difficult to be a caregiver and a loved one. How often do you see some of those um, comments, statements, uh, questions being asked or conversations being started or even designations being made through the actual medical physician that's treating? Is that usually like the last place it kind of comes from or is that is that a pretty prominent role in helping the family decide to make that move? It's a prominent role now. Sometimes the doc will take on a... I think it's becoming more and more yeah, prominent. Yeah. They really see the benefit of assisted living. And like you said, it doesn't have that stigma anymore. Mm-hmm, right. You know, it's a good place. It's a happy place. Or even a, a doc, even a yeah. doctor saying you need help at home if yeah. you don't move to a facility. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I was just wondering, I I would see that, you know, obviously if your family and you're there all the time, you're going to see the stuff a lot more frequently than a, than a physician. But I just didn't know where they were, where they played, what part they played in, in some of that. I mean, obviously if you have to be in a nursing home, if you've reached a point of where safety is an issue or, or you've had an injury alone. or something, you can't be left alone. I could see that being very obvious statement for a medical practitioner to make. But as just the normal course of, of your health and, and your, your life, if that was, really a role that they decided to, to start taking. And we talk about a caregiver, but a lot of people need to make that decision on their own because they don't have family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing to me how often we come into knowing people that either are estranged from their families or they've all died or moved away. You know, whatever it is that they just don't have family involved. So if they're independent, but they're beginning to need that physical need, it can be just as devastating or more so because if you have a caregiver, some of that is already being handled. So an individual would be where we were talking about needing to make those decisions themselves. So independent living, you don't have to have a physician's recommendation, right? You can choose to just call up an independent living. Hey, you know, do you have a apartment available? I'm moving in assisted living and nursing homes. Uh, there's a form um, uh, 1823 for a, you know, a assisted living. There you go. pulling out numbers. Well, he must say, be an expert. He remembers the form number. <laughs> and, uh, and a 3008 for a nursing home. So, the so doc, those are numbers that people would need to remember. They, they can, yeah. 1824 uh, and 23. Yeah. 1823. Yeah. And a 3008. And so a 3008. They, the 1823 is a five page form. And basically on the second page, about, you know, halfway down, there's a little box that says, Yes, you know, mm-hmm. my loved one's appropriate for assisted living. It's right. just a state requirement. But uh, other than that, you know, uh, a lot of the docs nowadays, they love assisted living. Um, mostly if, you know, their patient's coming in and they've lost weight, they have yeah. a UTI, urinary tract infection. Maybe a lot of times if, if you come home from the holidays, and I bring this up because they're coming up, but a lot of people have been away, they come home. You know, if mom or dad or sister, brother, a loved one is confused mm-hmm. or acting strange a lot of times, it, it may not be dementia. It may be a urinary tract infection. Mm-hmm. Which can't, which is a form of dementia. And I always like to point that out to people. Not all dementias are incurable. And a UTI is one of those. If you get the UTI cleared up, the confusion or dementia, as people call it, clears up too. So, and, you know, that that is um, a family decision, but the doctors really, you know, they monitor that. If you go in for your checkup, you've lost weight or you're not eating right. They, you know, they love assisted living. Yeah. Well, and the other trend, see now, my role in, in healthcare world has been from the culinary side and the diet side and sort of treating patients that way in a former life. 
But one of the things that I really noticed over the last four to five years is the big push and not just because of Obamacare and all of the healthcare stuff, but just the big push to have people heal at home or in their assisted living or somewhere where they're comfortable because it was less chance of infection, less chance of, of, you know, getting things that you didn't come in with, but you were, you were home, you were comfortable. There's something in the, you know, you were getting a home cooked meal or you had your friends come by. There was something in this, in the, um, psyche that helps you heal faster when you're at your house or your assisted living, which was again, has been verified over and over by Kenny and Lou, because that's obviously what you do and, and, and how you help people. But I was, uh, I was amazed when they told me you're better off being home trying to heal from, from a surgery or a wound or, or, uh, you know, procedure or anything like that. than you are being in the hospital. Me, I'm thinking, well, that's the safest place, right? Something goes wrong. I got everybody here, but mentally it really, it really helps you out. Yeah. And, uh, Kenny and I were talking a little bit about it, you know, the healthcare industry is trying to keep the costs down and they're really pushing for you to either stay home or independent living or assisted living mm-hmm. because that, and you know, home is where the heart is. And I've had, I've actually had, you know, sons, daughters, family, loved ones, um, you know, they, they were real hesitant about moving into assisted mm-hmm. living. And, uh, then once mom and dad or brother, sister, whoever it was moved in, um, you know, they thought, well, you know, this is, this is pretty good. And then before long, the holiday went up. So mom, dad, brother, sister would come over and visit. And then they'd say, Hey, I want to go home. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, you don't want to stay here? At, no, no. I'm going to go back to my assisted living. That's home for me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and then the family members are upset. Well, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, they're like, it's prime rib night. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. Yeah, it's fried chicken yeah. on Fridays. Yeah. Gotta, or the family goes to the facility and tries it to goes visit. With them. No, this is my night for <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I can't go with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's so very it's, good. Um, it, you know, it really has, the industry really has turned around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, these, these communities are all about excellent food mm-hmm. you know that's what I, tell, I, would, I would tell everybody so i was a chef for morrison healthcare so for yeah. five years in the previous i was doing other husband i kept telling people it's not green jello anymore no and the second i'd say that obviously they understood what reference i was trying to make but it really from a culinary side a lot of that has improved because obviously food is what's going to help you heal just as well as rest and and being home and, and, and comfortable but yeah and, man and you talk both of you have talked about discharging from hospital environment and if a doctor thinks that you need to go to a facility, generally a nursing home for rehabilitation, mm-hmm. and you still want to go home and have that ability to go home, TLC Caregivers has a program that's called Return Home with TLC, and it gives you part of your goal and assistance to go home, and we can transport from the hospital to the rehabilitation facility, and then, of course, when it's time to go home, or even during that stay, if the family wants to privately pay for that. Uh, we can assist there, but to come home and you don't have to worry about cooking and you have bathing assistance. And if you need somebody there 24 hours a day for respite, or if it's just companionship, yeah, someone to talk to, someone to do things with. And that's one of the things I love about our caregivers is they establish relationships with those that they're caring for. And it's just really neat to see that blossom yeah, and the support system that Again, not only helps the person that we're helping, but any family or caregivers that are involved. So uh, here's another thing to piggybacks off of that. So I had uh, back in 2000, oh man, 2002, I think, 
I was 27 years old. I had a hernia. Like, I'm freaking out, right? I'm like, I'm 26. I'm not supposed to get this, right? You gotta be like 50 before you get one of these, right? No, not so much. And, um, 27 years old, got home. Well, I don't know if you've, either one of you have ever had a hernia or a hernia surgery before, but mobility is not the easiest thing, right? And all of those things that, that sometimes you would just think are, are for an older generation or, um, you know, you don't even relate it to surgery, but cooking, right? Here's a chef at the time who couldn't hang out in the kitchen for more than two minutes, right? To get a glass of water and take the next painkiller. So I could go back to bed, but bathing or, or, you know, helping out around the house. And we had just had our firstborn and, and it was nuts. And so obviously I was not aware of TLC back then, but that's exactly, that's exactly what you guys could have taken care of for me. I think a lot of people sometimes as a stigma, maybe think, well, I'm just too young. I don't need that kind of stuff. But for both of what y'all are talking, it's relatable to a very, uh, to just about any age group, I would think, you know, you, you can, you can leave surgery and need help and you can still be a that, young, a young and, and viral guy. And right? that's you know? one of the things that we talk about with TLC caregivers. It can happen to anybody at any age. Um, yeah. we've helped military here talking about people that don't have family in the area, young military family or member finds himself or herself in the hospital and we have assisted with that returning home with TLC. Mm -hmm. They're not able to get out of bed because of the surgery that they had or healing from the accident they were involved in. And you're absolutely right. That's the assistance that's needed. Mm -hmm. And not everybody can go to or even have the level of care needed for a facility. And we can assist at home. Yeah. Well, I think the, the assistance is important. And then, uh, and you've probably seen this. I've, I've seen it numerous times. The social interaction, if you're it's at home, just as important. if you're by yourself, mm -hmm. whether you're 27 or 87, if you don't have social interaction, um, you, you decline rapidly mm -hmm. or you don't heal as quickly. Yeah. There's yeah or you fixate on the pain. Yeah. There's yeah. something about social. Well, there's, there's some depression that gets involved yeah. with that without that socialization. I have personally have said, if I ever get to where I'm not able to drive, I'm going to be in a world of hurt mm -hmm. because I like to go. But that's my point of view on socialization. Not that I don't like people to come to my house, but I like getting out. I like being involved in our community and interacting with people, again, whether that's in my home or, or out. So that's where I'm going to be in a world of hurt. And I think a lot of people find themselves in that situation. And like going back to our topic of when do people need to make that decision? That would be a time that if I had nobody that could assist me with that or I wasn't able to pay for somebody to come, I think I would seriously consider going to a facility for just that mere fact of that socialization and interaction. Yeah, and Facebook doesn't count. No. <laughs> That's a different kind of socialization, no. but it, it is yeah. reality. Texting not, yeah, it's not a substitute for yeah. human interaction. No, yeah. you, you have to hug and have a touch. Well, and then just, it's the guys, it's the guy where the guys are here mm -hmm. talking, right? So, um, what I see, we're talking about driving the men and the families that deal with the male. Uh, we have a really hard time giving up our. Yeah, we don't go easy, do we? No, we go <laughs> kicking and screaming typically, and giving up yep. your driving rights mm -hmm. uh, are really is really tough. Or just coming out of uh, 
you know, getting somebody to come over because it's our kingdom Mm -hmm. and we don't want you in there unless we invite you. So, uh, and most of the ladies out there know if, you know, if you have a son or a dad or a brother, you know, it has to be their idea, mm-hmm. you know, that, <laughs> that's always important. That, yes. yes. That TLC comes over. So you have to work. That it does seem somehow. to be the lesser of two evils. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, or, you know, um, if they have to uh, go to assisted living or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, there is a transition and, you know, I'm, and I'm sure you Kenny trained the TLC caregivers for this, but you know, there's a transition and there's, you know, a, a good ways to yeah. bring up the subject and get that transition moving forward and let whoever it is that you're working with know they're not losing their independence. They're gaining their yeah. life back. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's super important. And that's very important. I'm glad you brought that up. That's one of the themes that we've had here on let's talk community with TLC caregivers is families have to communicate, whether it's I want somebody to know my desires and my needs or I'm concerned about something, I'm going to talk with somebody. If you're a family member and you're fill in the blank, mm-hmm. daughter, son, mother, father, aunt, whatever that relationship is, if they have not brought to you their concerns, planning for the future, you need to start having that conversation. Yes. Communication is very, very important. So do, do we need to talk any more about, do you have other things that we need to discuss on when it's time to start considering facility? Well. Um, or bringing into your home. The, the one topic we haven't brought up and I, you know, I don't want to make, it's not a negative, but the family member and, and you went through this maybe with moving someone to mm-hmm. assisted living. Sometimes um, you, somebody in the family, when they all get together, has to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for that person out there right now that, you know, if mom, dad, sister, brother is going to go kicking and screaming, sometimes that's a reality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they can't see it. And it's difficult on the family. And I, I would just urge everybody to, you know, gather around the dining room table and make a plan. Uh, but there are going to be those instances where. Yeah, we had. Um, and, and well, I guess if somebody had to be the bad guy. It was probably my dad. But my sister delivered the news. I mean, but his sister delivered the news, my aunt. And since she was the one doing the majority of the caretaking, the news was probably softer. Right. Because she was delivering it and she's been around them some more. Whereas my father was, was further away and didn't live in the, in the same town or even in the same state. And uh, so, so yeah, I guess if you had to choose a big guy, but one of the things that happened was my grandfather, surprisingly enough, uh, very reasonable, very understanding, really kind of knew for his wife, my grandmother, that, you know, this was going to be the best thing he kept it in the frame of mind. Is this going to be the best thing for her? Mm-hmm. Us both, all of us knowing it really needed to be for both of them. Um, my grandmother took sort of, yeah, she got mad. How, how can you even talk about that? You know, there's no way I'm, um, I'm did. But finally, once, uh, the, the trap had been set, I guess, you know, yeah. but, uh, once it had been said and stated and everybody kind of got through that, once my grandfather was like, Hey, look, this is, let's, let's just do this. Let's go, let's go do this. Then my grandfather was, my, my grandmother was, was no problem. And, and so sometimes I would, I would think that maybe 
maybe the bad guy is really the good guy and, and you have the conversation with the one you know that's going to be open to it because mm. the other one I would assume would follow suit. So often uh, it, it is the caregiver that appears to be that person that you're talking about. But at the same time, caregivers are so caring and giving of, themsel- of themselves. Statistically, caregivers will burn out yeah. mm-hmm. or die yes. before the person that they're caring for because they just wear themselves out. They do. And they won't accept assistance. They won't bring in assistance because it's their duty mm-hmm. to do this. And we're all the time talking to family caregivers about, like you said, they can't apologize for recognizing their limitations. Yeah. Caregivers have got to take care of themselves. And if a caregiver won't take care of themselves, someone else in the family needs to recognize that and step up to the plate mm-hmm. and say, if nothing else, this person needs relief. Yeah. Either the family step in, you hire somebody, or you start having that conversation about moving to a different uh, living environment with yeah. a level of care. Well, and again, that was another reason why I was asking where sort of the, the medical practitioners fell into that sort of suggestive role, uh, because that that may be an avenue for some people too, right? If your doctor says it, well, you can't really be mad at your doctor. He's your doctor, right? Now, you can use your doctor as uh, the <laughs> yeah. doctor said so for the you know person maybe that's going to go into assisted mm-hmm. living. Then, And when I said earlier, you know, sometimes the caregiver, like you were talking about, Kenny is sick and tired. I'm I'm talking about literally sick and tired. Mm-hmm. I have had family members walk in from the hospital and say, listen, th- this is it. I just got out of the hospital because I was so wore down that, yeah. you know, from taking care of my loved one. And that's what it took. I mean, unfortunately, that's what it took for them to realize that they had to have some mm-hmm. help. They need to call TLC or an assisted living or an independent care mm-hmm. and, and get that help they needed. So, you know, for those of you out there that are, you know, sick and tired, mm-hmm. uh, don't, yeah. <laughs> don't let it send you to the hospital or the doctor's office. Do you know? reach out and yeah. do accept, uh, assistance that's being offered. Families will offer assistance sometimes, not all the times. And we understand that in those situations, the caregiver needs to reach out to the rest of the family and say, Hey, you mm-hmm. know, you're making dinner for mom and I'm taking a break and you're going to stay with her or whatever. But you got to have those conversations and you have to take care of yourself as well as your loved one. People can call TLC caregivers if they're trying to have those conversations. Sometimes we can go in and have the conversation with everybody that's involved and it makes it easier because we are an outsider, so to Mm -hmm, speak, mm -hmm. that's coming in and we can discuss the options that we can provide and it kind of takes away some of that hostility when it's someone else just discussing. So people are welcome to call TLC Caregivers, 850-857-0920. You could check us out on our website at tlccaregivers.com. We have a Facebook page, TLC Caregivers, that you can like. Um, and we share information there. And there's a lot of other options in the community available that people can talk. Uh, you can even go tour an assisted living facility or a nursing home or an independent living or even an apartment complex of whatever you're looking at, people are open to having that discussion with you and helping you. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest change coming your way in your industry? Uh, Kenny and I were talking about that earlier. You mentioned briefly some of the new healthcare laws. Mm -hmm. They are, you know, governmental wise because of the high cost of healthcare, they are pushing more towards, uh, you know, TLC, you know, get 
have help at home. Stay, stay at home as long as you can. Uh, stay in independent living, even assisted living. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can stay there. You can have TLC come in. Um, you know, stay out of the nursing home mm-hmm. uh, because they run anywhere from eight to fourteen thousand dollars a month. Sure, and hospitals. So, and then, you know, that'll, um, you know, that that'll go along. That's that's the biggest changes that yeah. they're looking at. Well, and and I would think too that it's going to move not even for just, you know, assisted living or, or nursing care or, but even for maybe having a, a plan together for just any general hospital stay or surgery or. And hospitals do have right now under uh, different federal funding and guidelines to discharge people with a plan that is safe. Yeah. yeah. And they're penalized for readmissions. Right. The same thing. So, right. And I so think there that's, is, that's where it was coming from. There is a lot of discussions right now about how does that happen. Right. And it's not just assisted living and nursing home. It's families getting involved. It's agencies such as TLC caregivers being used. It's caregivers accepting assistance being offered by whoever it is that's mm-hmm. being offered or bringing that in private pay. So there is a huge change on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And it's for the better, sure, uh, because it's people's health. Mm-hmm. No. either one of you have anything else that we need to include? No, I'm I'm waiting till we're done. We're gonna go rob some honey out of his I trunk. Was gonna say, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've watched maybe the movie Big Fat Greek Wagon. Where, yeah, where he always, yeah. everything yeah, with you know, the Windex. The Windex <laughs> yeah, mine's like that with honey. You know, yeah. if, if you have a cold, a sniffle, you That's know, it. eat more honey. So I mean, yeah, uh, but, beekeeper, yeah, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, what what, what sparked you to do that? And seriously, um, you know, I'd like to tell you I wanted to save the bee or the environment or everything, but you know, I just uh, I would get sick every year and and my allergies would flare up mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, we use honey in the healthcare industry. They mm-hmm. use it in wound, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And wound dressings, you know, it's antibacterial, mm-hmm. antimicrobial. It pulls out uh, moisture. It's, it's just super healthy for yeah. you. So, um, you know, I so if anyone wanted to reach out to you for that activity, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. well, you know, now the United Methodist Church over here uh, a few weeks back mm-hmm. they on, a, on Wright Street. Yeah. yeah. They have a seniors group. Yeah. And, uh, 75, some seniors. I went in, I did a, a demonstration. I had my veil and my little smoker. And yeah. I guess that's something you find out if you're good at real quick, right? You do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you're allergic to yeah. bees things, just, yeah. you know, just eat the honey, stay away from the bees, but it, it's a lot of fun. And, so uh, how many hives do you have? I have seven. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, and they, they make about, you know, 75 uh, Holy pounds of honey. Per, Holy cow. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun, man. So how would somebody that's, we, our show today was aging opportunities. If yes. somebody wanted to get into that, because it sounds like it has a health benefit. And I know that because I had a beehive as a, as a kid Did in four, really? in four H, my father and Holy I cow. in Kentucky, central, it's south, like central the cool Kentucky. thing to do now. It, it was fantastic. <laughs> um, if somebody wants to do that as an, in their retirement, who would they contact? Um, Escarosa Beekeepers Association. Um, you know, they go to the website. You can contact us. Second Tuesday of every month, we have a beekeepers meeting. Uh, last night we had it, and there were several folks there that were just checking. Just you know, curious, Yeah, huh? they were just curious, wanted to see. You know, we talk about beekeeping. Uh You'll be happy. You'll be excited to know my wife was that our honey won the blue ribbon. We had a little honey tasting. There were congratulations. So that was, uh, it was interesting. Very cool. So, okay. 
uh, yeah, now I don't, I mean, you can call me personally on the beekeeping if you want. Um, Alan Woods, it's air, uh, code 850-293-0443. Or if you have health care, assisted living, uh, memory care questions, you know, feel free to call me, uh, 850-293-0443. And we appreciate both of you being here today. Uh, like I said, uh, it was a very broad topic today, aging opportunities. If you're looking for activities in the community, elderly persons can check with their local senior center, community center, the councils on aging here in Pensacola and in Walton, Okaloosa. Um, TLC Caregivers is willing to connect and provide that information. If we can't find it, we'll find someone who can uh, give us a call. And we appreciate you being here today. And thank you, thank you so much for bringing your information and knowledge about assisted living and independent living and even nursing homes. And just thank you. Thank you. Um, TLC caregivers, as we said, we provide non-medical services in the community, such as child care, companion, respite, homemaking, bathing assistance, errand running, dressing, and toileting with a personalized plan, either short-time, long-term, or one-time only. Some companions can provide transportation, which can be included in your loved one's specialized plan. We do have private pay options, and we work with area nonprofits with funding sources. Our agency is licensed by ACA, Florida Agency for Healthcare Administration. We are bonded and insured, and we are a drug-free company. TLC Caregiver employees are actual employees of TLC Caregivers, which protects homeowners. Call us when you need us. Please remember us when you have friends, vacationers, and or family that need our services. We do answer our phones 24 hours a day, every day. We're never really closed. Our offices may be, but we are reachable by phone 24 hours a day. And we can provide services up to 24 hours a day. Again, our number is 850-857-0920. Give us a call, TLC Caregivers. We do more than you might think. This show is brought to you by TLC Caregivers. TLC Caregivers, we do more than you think. Learn more at tlccaregivers.com.